Mm-hmm. Every writer should get to the place to where they can create a course that complements their book, mm-hmm. a speech that complements their book, mm-hmm. an online class that complements their book, mm-hmm. an in-person class that complements their book. I mm-hmm. teach on college campuses, corporations, online platforms, in-person platforms, wherever Mm -hmm. you can distribute information and knowledge, always be mindful of that when you're writing and speaking. Thought Fortunes Podcast, episode number 14, Getting to the Yeses in Life with Tavetta Patterson. Welcome to another episode of the Thought Fortunes Podcast. I am your host, D. Orlando Fortune. This is a show about business and authors. With the growing demand for information, entrepreneurs must learn how to turn their ideas into words on a page that bring in cash and share a unique message. This podcast brings you the strategies, tips, and bars to do just that and do it well using a book. Y'all, if you haven't got your copy yet, this this giveaway is coming to its end. I'm giving away copies of how to write your first book in less than four hours. Um, You're getting a copy of that for free right now, and that's at drlandofortune.com slash W-Y-F-B giveaway. Again, drlandofortune.com slash W-Y-B giveaway. That is my most current best-selling book on, of course, how to write your first book. And it takes you through the signature book uh, formula, which is five phases, y'all. You start off with your prep and you want to plan, then your production, your uh, promotion, and then going uh, going into your last phase of getting that book on out there and uh, into more hands. All right, so it takes you through all through <clears throat> excuse me through all five phases. There, you want to go ahead and grab that while it's still for free right now for just for the TFP family. All right, y'all, so today's episode is with Tabetta Patterson, and this is a vibrant woman. She is so passionate about sharing the, the information that she has gleaned over the years of her writing, but not only writing, but learning about publishing, and you'll hear more about from her story about why she is in this industry and what she did to learn and hone her craft so that she can help other authors just really get out into the world, get their message out into the world, and own their own work. So some things to listen for is in the very beginning where she talks about education leads to liberation. And for all of you who are hearing my voice, you definitely are looking for some liberation, some freedom from something. And you're coming to this podcast to get you educated, not only on how to write your books, but how to leverage your books to get you to that freedom. So um, pay attention to the front, the first beginning of this podcast. I said first beginning. <laughs> Either way, the beginning of this podcast and see what she did so she can get help other people as she built her business. And she also talks about documenting that process. So pay attention there also. Uh, the goal is to have anything that comes through you to belong to you. Realize what that means about her copywriting. She gives some ideas on the importance of copywriting and what to do with your copywriting. As you are a import or some type of fiction author or if you are in nonfiction, a lot of this podcast is about nonfiction. But of course, we have writers that come from different genres and different types of writing. And so the author we have today has done poetry, fiction and nonfiction. Okay, so she's got the whole gamut. Plus, she was dealing stuff with magazine publications. She's just done a lot. Anything about doing a published word, becoming an author She's done. So it's worth you listening to and understanding the value of uh, making sure what you say and what you write, you have rights to it and keep those, retain those rights. 
Um, there's another idea here. She says, knowledge is power. It is also dollars. And throughout this episode, you're going to hear so many different illustrations from Tavetta on how she has leveraged her knowledge to turn it not into power as far as getting into different places and empower, empowering other people that she's speaking to or who read her words, but also how she turns it into dollars in so many different ways. So pay attention. And one of the biggest things that she believes is the the reason why she is able to do that, to turn knowledge into power and to turn into dollars, is that simple phrase, when your no is clear, your yes will appear. You're going to hear that several times. You're going to hear it illustrated through her story, and it's the reason for the title for this episode, Getting to the Yeses in Your Life. So stay tuned. Here we go. Excellent. We are live. Oh, my goodness. All right, y'all. We are in for another treat. Uh, another episode here of the Thought Fortune Podcast. We have another author, Ms. Tabetta Patterson, here today. So excited for today's episode. Um, man, she's just all smiles. Awesome. Love it. <laughs> she's right in the mood. Look at that. Wait, so all my authors have looked so much better than me. I feel like I need to start dressing up for my own podcast. I come in casual with a t-shirt, so looking all better than me. But now we got to get to today's episode um, and really dive into um, this, what it means to have this abundant living, abundant life, um, and definitely uh, building businesses around that, helping people to build abundant lives. And of course, talk about the books and how she's using her books to build her business. All right, so um, before we get started uh, with the questions and finding out more about Ms. Tavetta, we want to first, so I want get, to get to you a little more about her from my perspective, which, what I learned about her. Uh, Ms. Tavetta Patterson is a woman on a mission to help people discover and live their purpose. She is the president of Abundant Life Publications, founder of the Worthy Empowerment Tour, public speaker, and get this, y'all, world changer. Tavetta is a, a published author of four books and a contributing author featured in three books. She speaks locally and nationally at colleges, conferences, corporations, empowerment events, renewal events, and schools. She has been speaking and writing since she was eight years old. At the heart of every word she writes or speaks is a desire to help people live the life of their biggest, boldest, Dream. All right, all welcome, Miss Tabetta Patterson. Oh my God, thank you for being here. Thank you. <laughs> Is there anything before we get started with uh, the rest of the questions here today um, that you want? <clears throat> excuse me, that you want to add to that plot to your bio there? I believe you covered it all. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. I love that. I love that. So, Miss Tabetta. Um, as we get started today, uh, I just just gonna be relaxed. Yeah, fun right now because I'm probably gonna ask some wild stuff. I'm gonna say some wild stuff, so just roll with it. Okay? I'm ready. I'm gonna slowly ease your way into it, right? So the first one is a very very simple question, very easy one. I love to start off with it. What are you reading now? I am reading on her own ground. It is about the life and times of Madam C.J. Walker. And it is a phenomenal book that I had the opportunity to purchase when I visited the Madam C.J. Walker Center in Indianapolis, Indiana. Yes. <laughs> and it's a life-changing book, game-changing book for anyone who has a dream, anyone who is in business, anyone who wants to see the world a better place because they lived in the world. And so that's what I've gathered from the book thus far. Excellent. Love Madam C.J. Walker. Definitely from Naptown. Got the building downtown. Uh, love it. Absolutely. Okay, so let's let's just go quickly transition into this here and ask you, I want to ask you, um, okay, you're traveling around the world. Uh, you're traveling and speaking at schools every, all over the place. You're speaking and you're writing. Um, tell us, just tell us about your business and not only just what, what your business is and what you do, but why, most importantly, why you do what you do. 
the same purpose to help people discover and live their purpose. I believe that every person has a purpose. And so we utilize our business, one, to hear what people's dreams are, and then to find out how we can partner with them to help them discover and live their purpose, to help them live the life of their biggest, boldest dreams. And we happen to do that through consulting and publishing. We publish 10 magazines, seven books, produce 13 television programs, three YouTube channels, now the Worthy Empowerment Tour. And so it's all about the same focus, helping people get to the core of why out of all the billions of people were you sent here? What is it that you're supposed to do through your gifts, your talents, your home skills. And so that's what we do. We provide professional development to schools. We provide programs to corporations and colleges. Wherever people are, we take our services to them to ensure that they get to the root of discovering and living their purpose. Okay. I love that. I love that. And uh, what I'm hearing is a lot of media and publications yes. um, is what you're really specializing in. And I, I, I love that. I want to hear, how did you get to that? What, like, uh, you, so you've been writing since you was eight years old, right? Yes. So <laughs> even in writing that, you know, you might have decided to go into fiction. You might want to go into poetry, writing scripts. Um, but what I'm hearing is that you're not necessarily writing. Uh, you're, at this point, you're helping people to write their own lives, if, if, yes. if, I, if, I, if I can say it that way. Um, through helping them public get published in publications. So how did you get there from writing an A to sure. and let me go out here and do this media? Absolutely. So I started writing in my journal and I would share literally what I had written in my journal. People was like, what are you doing with that? And I was like, I thought I was doing something by sharing it, but they mean on a larger scale, what was I doing with those gifts? And so from the journal came my very first book. It was a book of poetry. From there, I'd had three books or writings published by other people. So I took 12 years to learn the business of publishing from a perspective of magazine publishing, newspaper publishing, book publishing, producing television programs. I literally studied for 12 years. And then what I gained in those 12 years, I decided it was time to help other people tell their stories in their authentic voice, with the spirit of excellence and from a way that they get to hold on to their own copyrights, everything that they write, it still should belong to you. And I did not always know that. And so once I learned that anytime a writer signs an agreement with our company, we walk them through the steps of this is what a copyright application looks like. This is why you should hold on to your own copyright. This is why your copyright is valuable. And so everything that I have learned in those 12 years of studying different businesses and from writing for the last 32 years of my life, mm-hmm. I put it all together and packaged it in a way that once people get it, it cannot be taken from them. Because when I started a business, I would ask people questions. How did you do this? Or how did you do that? And people would look at me as if it was strange to even ask the question. And then they wouldn't give me the answers to the questions. And so it's like, okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to learn. I'm going to read. I'm going to study. I'm going to job shadow. I'm going to do some career shadowing so that I get every step in the process and package it so that our systems can be duplicated. And that's how it started. Started off when they gave me a microphone and a pen or pencil in elementary school. That was when I came alive. So it's like, okay, I'm in my purpose and I'm going to help other people learn how to grow and discover their own purpose. And so that's what it was. I have a desire to always learn. And what I learn, I have a desire to always teach. And that's also what started us on the tour because the tour, it's a traveling tour. Mm-hmm. Our motto is we're free people, free people. Because when you become educated at a certain level, education leads to liberation. And so we are literally traveling to show people, here's what a successful author looks like. Here's what a successful speaker looks like. Here's the steps you can take. It's practical. We make it simple and then we share it because we are not hoarders of information. We are gatherers and then we are distributors of the information. And so that's my life. Excellent. Love it. Yeah, I've got to you know, drop these bars right from the beginning. Okay, catch catch it. Because um, I've heard so many people talking about, I want to write a book. I, I, I want to tell some stories. 
and I've asked them like, what, what are you doing? What do you have any information that you want to share specifically? Like, no, I just want to write about my life. Like, okay, fine. That's cool. We get that. It's cool. Um, but journaling, I'm hearing it, it, it was uh, crucial for me and helped me to improve my writing. But being, like you said, a collector of a gatherer of information, even if that information is about your life, even your journal becomes a gathering of information from your life. So I love hearing that and how you transition that into writing your books. And there's plenty of people who are thinking about writing books and you are like, I don't know what I want to write about. You have a journal. You have stories that you can pull, draw out your lessons from and continue to craft those books. I love hearing that. I have, I do have a follow-up question about that, about the copywriting. Yes. Um, I understand, not attorneys, but I want to throw, I throw this out there because I've had other, um, they're poets, they, and spoken words, and they've been trans, you know, transcribed their poetry, and they're worried about uh, how the, the copywriting aspect. And that is dealing with, I have all this poetry, like they said to me, I have volumes of poetry on my computer. How do I, can, do I have to copyright each one? Or, you know, just in your, from your perspective, what would be the best way of doing it? Do I try to condense them all and pick them into a whatever? Or do I need to, is it best to go and do each individual poem? Um, just from your perspective there. So from my perspective and both my experience, mm-hmm. I would say submit it as a collection of poems because the goal is to have anything that comes through you to remain property of you. Yeah. <laughs> it should belong to you. And so put it in a collection. And then if there are edits or if it goes into multiple books, mm-hmm. then you copyright those individual books. But before you send it out into the world, the very first step when we work with any writer, the first step is your copyright in your name so that it belongs to you because that is where the power is. Anything that you write, you should own it. So I would say submit it as a collection under your name. Whatever title you choose for that collection will be a great start to get that. And then that builds your confidence. Once you get one copyright application completed, then you get the confidence to become a professional at the copyright process. So absolutely start with the collection. And then if it branches off and goes into individual books or movies or whatever you want it to be, you have that start. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. You know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> well, I asked that question for. All right. I love that. I thank you for that. Um, so let's get into, we talked about writing, writing your first book on the poetry. Um, you introduced that. I want to know, uh, we want to know, when did you write your first book and why did you write that first book? Uh, after the poetry, what, what did we get into um, and why did you write that first book? So I will start with... Mm-hmm. The next book after that was entitled The Secrets We Keep. It was my very first novel. Mm. With The Secrets We Keep, I actually wrote The Bridge That Brought Me Over. It was a book filled with faith experiences that I had experienced from childhood trauma to being in a relationship with domestic violence Mm. and how I saw a better life for myself and wanted to move in the direction of that life. And so those two books were a celebration of many things. It was a celebration first of me finding my authentic voice. Because sometimes when you grow up in certain environments, people will try to say, be this person, do this, Mm -hmm. study that. Mm -hmm. And I had all of that as my experience. And so it was like, who am I? And I discovered who I am, who God created me to be, that God created me for a purpose, that I had a voice that mattered in the world. I wanted to celebrate that. Mm. And so the bridge that brought me over was a celebration of that. And it was a celebration of how no matter what I went through in life, the one consistent in my life was God. Mm-hmm. Father decided not to claim me. Friends decided to walk away. God mm. was the one consistent person in my life. Mm-hmm. And so that book was a celebration of, okay, you went through this, but here's how you got through it. Because some people will give phenomenal testimonies. Mm-hmm. And you like, but what were the steps in between where you were and where you are in life? 
how did you just, you didn't just appear. So how did you walk through those processes? And so the bridge that brought me over was a celebration of what God consistently did in my life. The Secrets We Keep was a fiction novel based loosely on some life experiences, but I wanted to share a way that people could have a lifetime of hardships, even secrets, if you will, mm-hmm. but how to not allow those secrets and those hardships to keep you bound to your past. And so okay. that's how we got to the novel, The Secrets We Keep. And I released both of those books on the same day in 2014. That's all. That was going to be my next question there. Okay, so I love that. Oh, you beat me to it. Because I, I I still have this thing about tra- um, uh, translating or I don't know what the word, transferring the the... Um, the wisdom from my initial book into a fiction story. And I keep playing around with it, keep saying I'm going to write it. And this is like the third episode I said I'm going to write. I'm going to write the fiction book this year. You can do it. I love that. I love love how that works. Um, Especially, you know, thinking about, again, coming from scriptural type uh, uh, viewpoint, that we learn from the stories a lot more and we retain the wisdom from the story than we do from like, do this. But yes. you remember the, how the story you remember that this is what I got to do because I remember the story and it taught right. me what that is. Right. So I love that. Um, but you you spoke about spoke to some healing that you came through uh, as on your way to writing this your your first two books there. Um, I want to ask you, and as it relates to that healing, did you do some more? Did you have some more healing as you wrote that book, or was it all done up to that point and you kind of was. Uh, divulging that information so it's a continual process Mm -hmm. what i will say about the healing process it's a daily decision Mm -hmm. it's not i decide today and that lasts forever it's Mm -hmm. a daily decision the process of writing itself, it is healing and therapy for me because it is an outlet to whatever pain that's trying to live inside you. Writing for me is serving an eviction notice to pain. Love and that. Then, oh, <laughs> hey, you got to write that. Okay, I'm sorry. That one got me right there. That it one is. got me right there. <laughs> oh, writing is, is serving an eviction notice to my Hey, oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> right, I'm sorry. I got excited with that one. It is. <laughs> and then in addition to that, I sat down in 2013 after mm-hmm. my mother passed mm-hmm. with the professional licensed therapist who's also a believer because I believe in receiving wise counsel. Wise and counsel. so my process, as far as it relates to healing from the trauma of my childhood and domestic violence for five years, was a collection of those things. Asking God for help, writing, sitting down with a licensed professional therapist who's also a believer, and asking what are the tools? Because as I said before, we get these beautiful testimonies of how people arrive where they are in life without the practical steps. And so for me, therapy served as another tool in my life's toolbox to say, okay, here's how we move forward. Here's how we grow from pain to purpose. Here's how we ensure that there's no pain that we went through in vain. Because I don't think we just go through just to go through things in life. How do we grow from that pain point to that purpose point? So it was a collection of the three for me. And I am a consistent believer in therapy. So currently to this day, because that helps me get clarity. And what I know about life to be true is that when your no is clear, your yes will appear. Okay. Mm -hmm. When you're Mm -hmm. able to say, no, I don't want that then whatever you want to say yes to in your life, it runs to find you. And so I didn't want my past. I didn't want the pain of that. I wanted to live a life that I am building a great legacy as I live, and I needed tools to help me in that process. So writing was my outlet. Therapy was my additional tool. Excellent. I love that. And I appreciate you sharing that because, I mean, I I haven't gone to professional therapy, but I definitely get therapy through my programs, my step work that I still, that I go through, um, working through things with my mentors and so forth that right. it, I have to, I do it. it like you said, it's a, I get a daily reprieve. And as we, as I've been told several times, like your, um, 
my recovery has an expiration date <laughs> and it's 24 hours every day. I got to get up and do what I need to do to keep myself mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically fit to take on that day. So I got to have a morning routine, something to do. Uh, as I heard Ayana Benzant talk about on, on Friday, to have a, a spiritual maintenance program. Like, yes. <laughs> love it. Love it. That's I love good. it. I appreciate that. Um, so let's, let's continue forward talking about the business here. I, I want to know, as you start moving forward and start using other books to start building your business, uh, what was your business like before you wrote to start writing your book, writing your book? Um, and what happened after you wrote and published the books? So before the book, it was very sporadic. It was like, <clears throat> excuse me, it was like hit or miss. We're going to start out making a difference in the world. We're going to write here. We're going to speak there. So it was very, I would say, hit or miss. Oftentimes free, not valuing my time, talent, skills, any of that. After the book, I learned how to become strategic. Mm. I learned how to build a business that honored me, that honored my time, mm -hmm. my talent, my home skills, my years of education, and my years of experience. Mm -hmm. And I learned to say no to anything that dishonored any of that. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. <laughs> so very strategic, very purpose-centered, mm -hmm. very focused on the steps that I needed to take in the process, documenting the steps that I took in my process so that I could then transfer that information to other people so that the mistakes that I made, they mm -hmm. wouldn't have to make those mistakes. The hardships that I endured, they wouldn't have to go through those hardships. I often tell my roommate from college when she's uh, sharing things with me, it's like if I went through it, the law of double jeopardy says it doesn't have to occur twice. So if I went through it and I learned the lesson, I'm going to share the lesson. Then it's up to the people whether they take the lesson or not. So very structured, strategic and focused is how my life became after I started to build Abundant Life Publications. Excellent. I love that. Uh, I love how you, you give an example there of how we take those life lessons and um, create a business out of that. Because if you weren't paying attention, she said she documented what she was doing in, in the process of healing from that and moving forward from that and the lessons she learned. The documentation is where she can take from that and create her programs, create the offering, create her speeches uh, from that documentation. Um, and that doesn't mean, so I ask you this, if Someone isn't documenting already, hasn't got into a process, like, of course, you were journaling young, so it's kind of easier for you to document your life. So obviously, when it comes time to share this and you're building a business, documenting what you're doing in your business and growing through uh, your personal development and spiritual healing and so forth, it's easier for you. For someone who isn't necessarily used to documenting their life as you do, what would you recommend as a way of getting into that habit? I would recommend just starting today, mm -hmm. starting simple not comparing your journey to anyone else's journey. Everyone has a unique pathway. Yeah. And celebrating forward. What I mean by that is that forward is forward. Even if it's small steps forward, it's still forward. Not necessarily making yourself think you need to jump in leaps and bounds and have 10 years of your life documented. And we didn't start off at the same time. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I would say get a journal or if you have a smartphone, smartphones have notepads in them. You can start off recording your own voice and transcribing that to text, emailing it to yourself and starting your systems from there. It is not, it is so easy nowadays. It's so much easier now than when I first started that it's like, why, I wonder why doesn't everyone do this? Right. <laughs> so yeah, I would say start simple. Celebrate your small victories and understand that forward is forward. Even if you want to record your voice, you can document and voice recordings and then later transcribe that. You can also document through video, another platform that you can utilize to build systems and courses and programs because knowledge, it is power. It's also dollars. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of knowledge is power. 
and dollars. Love it. Love it. Uh, okay. So as you start transitioning into being more strategic with yes. your business, as you say here, um, obviously part of that is knowing what you're saying no to. So like you said, it become easier to say no what you're saying yes to. When I, your no is clear, your yes will appear. Your no is clear, your yes will appear. Definitely will be in the show notes there. Absolutely. Uh, when you say that as it relates to uh, growing your business, it's going into more speaking. Did that, did the book and that clarity help you to start doing, choosing speaking engagements or getting more speaking engagements? Do you feel like there was some type of um, alignment with the universe and with God's path for you as you started getting more of that clarity? Because of course we say, like, my yeses be yeses, my noes be noes, you know, the Luke, we're, out, we're not going to scripture all that, but you get what I'm saying there. Do you feel like there was something just kind of came in alignment and, um, and of course it's more speaking started becoming because of the book and your, your, your ideas and getting more clarity on that. Absolutely. So I will start off saying this. I was raised to believe that the spirit of God dwells within me. Absolutely. And so God has never been this far off person that I cannot hear to me. God's always been close. Mm -hmm. I could always hear. And mm -hmm. so in terms of my life's journey, writing and speaking has always been like twins in my life. Mm -hmm. And so one positively influenced the other at every level of my life. When I structured my business, there was always the understanding that when I have a platform to speak, I share about what I write. When I have an opportunity to write, I share about what I speak because mm. they go together. Every speaker should have some type of product or service that when you have a audience who is listening to you or watching you, you have something that you can leave with them. In a sense to me, a book is like you are replicating your own success. Bars! <laughs> Come on, man. Can y'all, can Man. All right. For those of you listening to right now, she just dropped about three different bars in there. I just trying, I was trying not to jump in there and just I just thought I sound like I was stuttering if I kept saying bars, bars, bars. You know, I didn't find I want to sound like I had Tourette's or something like that because <laughs> I'm telling you, just drop one after another about how she's using the different aspects of how she's delivering her Tibetans delivering her message in multiple formats, and she's using one to piggyback off the other, let you know about the other, and then leaving you with something else at the end of a speech. Yep, man. That's a package deal. She just dropped all types of business knowledge on you right there. You need to write that one down and, and meditate on that and then make it happen. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> absolutely. I'm sorry, continue what you should. Every, every you were saying, every speaker should have a product of business or a product or service that to, to, they're promoting um, at some point, whether it's on the stage or whatnot, off the stage, but have that available. And then the book is continuing to, to share the message. Say that, say that the last piece again. Absolutely. So I believe that every speaker should have a product or service mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that once you're done, people have something to take home with them because in a sense that is replicating your success. Great successors are always seeking to equip and empower their successors, people who have large levels of success. Mm -hmm. They do it through books. They do it mm -hmm. through mentoring. They do it through courses. They do it through public speaking. And so now we are in a time where the world is so connected through the very medium we're using right now, a podcast and a Zoom video at the same time, that mm -hmm. every time you're speaking, you should be thinking What's the multiple streams of revenue connected to what I am doing right now? Mm -hmm. What's the course that's connected to my book? For my books, I've created a course. Mm -hmm. Every writer should get to the place to where they can create a course that complements their book, mm -hmm. a speech that complements their book, mm -hmm. an online class that complements their book, mm -hmm. an in-person class that complements their book. I mm -hmm. teach on college campuses corporations, online platforms, in-person platforms, wherever mm -hmm. you can distribute information and knowledge, always be mindful of that when you're writing and speaking. And mm -hmm. then I would say, listen your way to opportunities also. Okay. Because okay. the latest contract that I received to teach at a corporation, 
I was at a venue for the very first Worthy Empowerment Tour. The person who was booking the venue with me said, it's nice to meet with you. As he was ending the meeting, he said, I have to go and teach a class. And I said, oh, really? What do you teach? People love talking about themselves, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I said, what do you teach? He shared with me what he was teaching. I said, and where are you teaching? He shared. I said, well, do you mind sharing the person's contact information with me who allowed you those opportunities? He gave me her phone number. And he gave me her email that same day I emailed her mm-hmm. and I followed up with the phone call. Since that time, that one corporation has accepted three of our courses. Absolutely. That's All about listening. listening. And then having the but courage to have a bias towards action, too. That's what I, I love. The, the, the one bias I love when I talk to people, uh, I talk about bias is like I only I try to only have that one bias. No one bias I tend I try to have is a bias towards action. So when I get this opportunity, it's time to do it. That's what I heard you say. Like I Start got today that day, and I responded. I acted that day to try to make that reach out, uh, reaching out and make that contact. Love that. Love because it. I believe you wrote a book about avoiding procrastination. Right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely, absolutely. It kills so many different things. Oh my god. Oh. Yes. So that happened as a result of listening. And then the other piece, since you mentioned action, I'll tell you about how I got a contract with the college. I picked up the phone Mm -hmm. and I called the local college and I said, these are the course offers we have. One was um, Right Through Grief, which is a program that I utilized after my mother passed to help people through the grief recovery program. She said, we've never done anything related to grief recovery. So we'll give you one day. And I said, well, with this one day, can you also provide an opportunity for the people who participate to give me feedback? Yeah. She said, we'll create a survey. So they invited the people, they scheduled the people, they hosted the space, and they gave surveys. And that one day turned into a series of courses. And since Mm -hmm. that started, they've also accepted our online business building class. And Mm -hmm. we teach that on a series, um, in a series of workshops. So when you have the courage to ask, there's no limit to what can happen in your life. Every book, I would encourage every writer who has a book to create a course that can be facilitated in person and online. And if you're connected to, if you know of local colleges, call and ask if they have what you offer already. And if not, can you have an opportunity to present it? Get that survey feedback and grow from there. If you're connected or close to a school corporation, ask do you have professional development opportunities? If so, I'd like to come and offer this to your leadership staff. That's how you grow. Excellent. I love it. Y'all, man, just look, look, look. I'm over here. Only reason why I'm not taping notes right now is because I hear you hear tap, 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 tap. So I'm going to take my notes when I'm <laughs> to the recording uh, so I can go ahead and do some of this stuff myself. You know, I have no problem going up and say, right. asking someone for if they want some of my services. Right. I hadn't thought about how to break into the schools and, and education, uh, which is an awesome opportunity there. Um, not only to demonstrate what your your the the how successful you can be with teaching your your resources, what you're teaching under the subject, but also then it can go on to other schools. If you prove it in one school, it can be put onto another school. I love that. I love that. Uh, and it also like, yo, at the end of my last, in the end of this book on how to write your first book in uh, less than four hours, I have this, I have a graph showing how there's nine, over 19 ways, and these are broad ways, of using the same outline from your book to create multiple streams of income like you talked about, where you got your speaking, where you have your course, where you have your weekend seminar, where you have your mastermind. It's all from the same outline. Yes. If you know how to leverage it, like you're saying, from, like you said, every book. Schools and colleges would love the title alone of what you just said. They love that. And the beautiful thing about this, listen, every speaker and author, they plan everything for you. You just show up, Ah, deliver your service, collect your check, and enjoy the rest of your life. I love that. I love just being able to come and do what I do and leave. I love that. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) 
Excellent. Okay, so we've, we, you, I've heard several different, several different perspectives of how your, uh, the writing, uh, your writing your books has, has helped your life uh, and served you and helped you to serve others. Uh, I want to ask here, just can we go a little deeper, go a little more into the heart of it, as you already talked about how the, the grief, writing the grief, but what else have you learned from the writing process? Well, that might be uh, personal development, productivity, whatever it might be. <laughs> that was where I was going to start. <laughs> mm-hmm. The personal piece is that once you're clear, for me, writing is a clearness process. Once you're clear, once you have been able to get below the surface level of your life, cut through the clutter, then you can think clearer. Mm-hmm. Then you can behave clearer. Then you can show up in the world clearer. Then you show up in the world sure of yourself. Mm -hmm. I know who I am. Nobody can deter me from who Mm -hmm. I am. In a sense, your crown is straighter. You shine brighter. You you attract more light into your life. Mm -hmm. I had an opportunity. I love sharing life experiences. Mm -hmm. I had the opportunity to go to Disney as an adult, right? believe maybe 29 real close to 30 and i am experiencing disney for the first time in my life Mm. when i go with the heart of a child i am looking through eyes of a child i'm even behaving like a child because all these people lived on my tv screen as a child and i am now seeing these characters in person oh my god Let me tell you what my excitement led to. It led to the characters that other people were in line to see. They would come to me and give me gifts and pins and ribbons and all of these things that other people had to wait for. It started to come to me. Mm -hmm. That's the result of clarity of mind personally. Everything that you want and desire it starts to attract to you when you are clear about knowing who you are as well as who you are. And so that's what writing has done for me. It's been life-changing. And as I said, I started at eight. And it was because even at eight years young, I was seeing way more in my community than some adults who had been to war had seen. And so for me, I needed to have an outlet for all of that trauma Mm -hmm. because I was raised in the housing projects of Gary, Indiana, and then in communities where there was low graduation rates, high poverty, high crime, everything negative, it existed in like these silos in a sense, and Mm -hmm. I was exposed to too much. And so I had to have an outlet for that. But what I have learned is that we get to choose how we move forward. I have learned that we get to choose how we utilize that pain that happened in life Mm -hmm. and go into our purpose. I have learned that no pain should ever be wasted. Mm -hmm. Everything that I went through, I now have found a way to connect my life experiences to help other people get through what they're going through. And writing was that gift for me. It's like a gift that keeps on giving. Absolutely. I love it. Being able to process through the writing process. Um, and and uh, you've said it several times there and, and it just kept going through my mind here. Every time you mentioned about um, using that pain is that I was once told that God, that you haven't gone through that pain or gone through that, that healing process to keep it to yourself. Right. Gone through it is your job now to go help someone else through that just the way you were helping process, whether it was through reading or mentoring or whatever it was, some way that message is brought to you to help you go through it. Um, and it's free people, free people. yourself to do someone else. You, you, you experienced it for a reason to share yeah. it with someone else. And I hate to, to put like, you need to have gone through this type of pain or for somebody else to have it. But I don't know. I'm not God. I do know this. You've gone through it for a reason. Use it in order to help someone else go through that similar situation. Yes, sir. Um, so, okay. So transitioning to, uh, um, looking at the business side of the writing and, and the bit and, um, using the books and leveraging them for speaking and so forth. What, as far as promoting your books, what is your best book promotion tip? I would say always be promoting, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. always be creating 
and always be closing. Okay. There's never a time that some people say, I don't like talking about myself. Well, if people don't know you, who's going to talk about you? Mm -hmm. Some people say, well, that doesn't seem humble. Listen, playing down your ability is not humility. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. some people play down their abilities and their skills and talents and they call that being humble. That's not humility. The word says, let your light shine before people so they will see your good works. Glorify mm-hmm. your father in heaven. If people can't see your light and you don't tell them about your light, how will they ever receive light? Mm-hmm. Let's think about that for a moment. They can't mm-hmm. see it. You didn't tell them. How do how do they get to it? And mm-hmm. so to me, It's not a matter of, am I bragging on myself? No, I am sharing the goodness of God in my life. I am sharing, this is my purpose. I discovered it. Here's how how you can discover your purpose. That's not bragging to me. So always be promoting. Always be creating. Mm -hmm. Always be closing. Mm -hmm. That's kind of, that's kind of it. I had an opportunity. I think now, a lot of good happens to me in Indianapolis, Indiana, for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I had an experience where I was sharing with someone that we were about to start a tour. And they said, well, what's it about? And I shared it was a book tour at the time. And so they said, well, I have a book club. So, And mind you, I'm just sharing information, right? Mm-hmm. I have a book club. They said, we would like to host you at a day event and an evening event. Mm. Well, the day event was at the Peace Learning Center. At that event, we got to sit down and do group activities. We had a vision board party. And at the end of that, we sold books. The (laughs) evening event was with their book club. Great thing about book clubs, they often purchase books in advance. So they Mm -hmm. purchase books in advance. They pay for us to come and host the book talk and then do a question and answer session. Wow. One share, just sharing. Mm-hmm. And the person says, here's who I'm connected to. So in your sharing, leave room for listening. Mm-hmm. Find out who's connected to who. If someone says they're part of a book club, ask, do they allow authors to come in and speak? Would you all like to order some books from my collection? Mm-hmm. How can I help your group grow? People like mutually beneficial business transactions. Absolutely. And so once again, I listened my way to the opportunity and all of that happened. Those were multiple three different streams of income from one day. Absolutely. And I, I love. OK, so what you said in there, you're, you've been exampling if, if, if you're listening to what you're saying here about uh, about constantly promoting. Uh, about constantly closing, you were, you're saying that as a promotional tip, but you've also been sharing how you've been doing that. Yes. Because even when you know you're talking to someone about, you're talking to a person uh, uh, about what they're going to go after the event for you. Um, the, uh, at the, during after the event, they were going to do some teaching, and you heard it, and then you promoted yourself. <laughs> right immediately into Always. that the same thing you just can constantly i hear it in your story so it's not like you're just saying this or throw it out here to answer the question this is what you're living proof of what happens when you constantly are are promoting uh and and constantly closing on what it is you have to offer i love it um and i remember from when i met when i first met you at the at the event there was a lady up there who had all these lips yes all these lamps up there with different brightness and, and brightness on them, you know, different wattages or whatnot. So they all had their different wattages and they all yeah. showed to their full wattage regardless of what, yeah. what it was. But then they had the shade on it. Well, it doesn't shine so brightly when you have that shade on there. And I heard you just say, it's like, pull that shade off. Stop worrying yeah. about that so everybody can see your brightness and see, find who you are, find the way to you. Love it. Absolutely. Um you kind of already talked about about your back end sales there, so I'm gonna go I'm move on to the next thing here. And then we're gonna start kind of getting into some of the uh, the easier questions, just to know a little more about Savannah, the uh, the woman. Um, so, matter of fact, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna go ahead. So we're gonna go right into these the the the, the questions about 
who Tavetti is, let alone learn a little more about her personally. So what do you do on your days off that most people don't know about? I play. You play what? Fun games, catchphrase, Uno. You still play Uno? Look, Uno had an upgrade. Let me tell you, Uno has this customizable Uno where you get to name the card what you want it to be. So you can have a handful of cards and a person can be on their way out. You can give them that card. You can go out and they have to play your hand. (laughs) (laughs) They also have a switch hands card. That switch hands is a game changer. They have upgraded Uno. So, so I can have so somebody can have two cards left, and I can have ten and be like switch hand and pull a switch hands. And be like I get your two when you get my ten. Yes, sir. And the customizable, you can have three people left in the game after you go out. You can say you draw ten, you draw ten, you draw ten. Game changer. <laughs> I love it. So I, that's what I do. I play. I have fun. Love it, love it, love it, love it. I haven't played Uno so long. I got, I have to get look at the, is that the deluxe edition? Uno. Yes, it's called Customizable. It's a game changer. Okay, okay, excellent. I promise. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's go into your, your books and your questions, uh, books and quotes. Um, what is your favorite book or two or three if you need to and why? My favorite book, I would say my top favorite is the Bible. And my why is because some books you may get an answer to one thing and then you have to go someplace else for the other answer. The Bible, I get all my answers in one place. So it's saving me time, energy, and resources. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, efficient, effective, and excellent. That's it. All three of those E's are covered in one place. Mm -hmm. Love it. And it's relatable. Okay, so after is there, let me get one after the Bible there. Um, I have enjoyed. You know what? A, a nice plug. Mm-hmm. I have enjoyed this book called Unlimited Potential. Ah, uh, look at there. I appreciate it. Look at there. I have thoroughly enjoyed your book, and here's why: because it's relatable, and mm-hmm. that it helps you understand that. As I said earlier, one God is not this small person that you can't reach or hear, but you talk about how when you believe in God, it increases your strength and your courage in yourself. Yes. And it helps you to see yourself and your own strengths better. And Mm -hmm. that's kind of what unlimited potential is. It's already within you. Mm -hmm. You have to unlock it as the cover of your book shows. It's a key. You just have to discover it and unlock it. So I have thoroughly, and I just got this book this, what was that, April when I met you? But mm-hmm. I have thoroughly enjoyed it because I enjoy books that make life steps practical. And mm-hmm. you did that so effortlessly in this book. And then my third, I would say, my third favorite book. The book that I have not finished yet because I keep writing notes and almost books, wow, yep. the book, which was on her own ground, The Life uh-huh. and Times of Madam C.J. Walker, because it pertains to all of life. Okay. I meant I have, have to go pick that one up because um, I love a book that just keeps me like, ah. Oh. Yes. You just feel the fat growing in the back of your neck and you got to write it down. <laughs> I'm a thinker, so I haven't got to the end of it yet. But those, I would say, those are my top three. Okay, excellent. I, pre- I appreciate that. Yeah, that uh, I, I I came to realize after publishing a book, that uh, the Unlimited Potential book, that a lot of that book was not me writing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was not me writing. I got down there. And it was just like, guy was downloading stuff and I was just. And I want to share, I, I hope you can see this, but this is a tool. Yeah. I don't know how people get this tool, but this tool, I ha- I did not write on that because I wrote my steps on larger paper, but this <laughs> tool was inside my book. And when I opened it, it was like a gift on top of the book. Oh, I yeah. was like, Oh, my goodness. What are three most important things to do today? Mm-hmm. What habits do you need to track? What are your current action steps, checkpoints, and endpoints? Mm-hmm. I got that inside the book, Unlimited Potential. I love books that encourage action because mm-hmm. action 
leads to results. And mm-hmm. when you write it down, it leads to documented results. Mm-hmm. And those documented results can lead to dollars, people. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That I love was, it. Man, my mentors told me to start leaving a little special stuff in people's books when you give it to them, you know what I'm saying? Just so they remember. And that book, right, that 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 wow. card right there was based for uh, overcoming procrastination. That what that card is supposed to help wow. you do. Well, that was like another gift to me. I was like, okay, Mr. Fortune, I appreciate this. Added bonus. That's another sales tip. If you exceed expectations, mm-hmm. that's a game changer. You mm-hmm. added more than what people expected. It was not just the book, but it was a book with the gift that keeps on giving. Just mm-hmm. a little sad commercial for you, Mr. I appreciate it. No, I appreciate <laughs> it. So, Mr. Uh, Mr. Bennett, let's you've been dropping your uh, your own quotes in here all throughout here, uh, and I, man, I'm telling you, yes, <laughs> they're gonna be there. Yes, I will be giving you credit for the first two times. Awesome, go uh, for it. But after that, <laughs> <laughs> go uh, forward. <laughs> I might usurp them. Usurp go forward. <laughs> but no, so what do you give me your favorite quote and why? My favorite, that's fine. That's good for me. I love scripture. My favorite is when your no is clear, your yes will appear. And it's my favorite because it's true. Whether we agree with it or not, it's Mm -hmm. true. Whether we feel like it or not, Mm -hmm. until you learn how to say no as a complete sentence and mean no. Mm-hmm. What you want to say yes to cannot get to you because the no is occupying that space. Mm. And the law of space or either the law of matters that no two things can occupy the same space at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so you have to say the no to usher out what you don't want so that you can say yes and usher in what you do want. Make room to make room for that yes to enter. Make room for your yes to enter. When your no is clear, your yes will appear. It's my favorite. It's my absolute favorite. And it's fresh. That's like hot off the press. Most definitely. Okay. (laughs) I mean, I like the one behind your head too saying born to be awesome. (laughs) Born to be awesome. Because we all are born to be awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's my backdrop for every interview. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So now this is, this is, I'm going to give you a chime here um, before we wrap it up with the the places to connect with you and learn more about you. Uh, I'm going to give you, you got 30 seconds, three minutes, whatever you need here to share your message. But what is your message that you want to share with the world? The message that I want to share is every person has a purpose. When you discover and live in that purpose, you become a world changer. That's it. And that's all. I thank you, everyone, for listening. I thank you, everyone, for viewing. If you want to reach out to me, if I may be of service to you, your company, or your school, I am on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as T Speaker Author. Phone numbers 219-730-7621. Email website is tavetta.webs.com. And that's all. I look forward to your continued success and progress, sir. And I thank you, Mr. Fortune, for this opportunity. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. We'll definitely get those uh, links there in the show notes. I've had fun. You've been awesome as you were born to be. And I appreciate this opportunity to come on here and discuss with you your life, your business, your growth, your spirituality. I appreciate all of it, the great smile and all of that. It was uh, it was easy for this interview. Um, oh, thank we'll you. Talk to you. Talk to you soon. I appreciate that. Take care. You've just listened to episode number 14 of the Thought Fortunes podcast with your host, D. Orlando Fortune. That was me. And I want to give thanks to our sound and audio guy, Kyle Binge. And, of course, to our creator. Now, do you have any questions or comments from today's show? I definitely want to hear them. I'll respond to them myself. You can email them to fortune at thoughtfortunepress.com. Again, fortune at thoughtfortunepress.com. And if you just now 
felt the need to write your book or to get out there and share your message because something you heard in today's podcast is struck yours like, I've been playing games with my life. <laughs> Go ahead and grab a copy of How to Write Your First Book in Less Than Four Hours. Get it for free during the giveaway we have right now. And at that is at drlandofortune.com slash WYFB giveaway. Grab your copy. Start writing your book the right way to help you leverage it for getting more leads, get on some more speaking engagements, and turning it into multiple streams of income. You heard Tavetta when she talked about that. And if you like the show, do us a favor. Share, like, and join. Take a screenshot and share the episode with the hashtag ThoughtFortunesPodcast. And then show us how much you like us by giving us five stars and a review on Apple Music and get into the conversation in the Facebook group. You know, Apple name is easily defined. It's called Write Your First Book. Join us in there, get into the discussion, start getting some behind the scenes stuff that I'm doing, places I'm going, different tips and things that I learn a lot as I continue to grow in this publishing and this thought leadership industry. So that's it. Until next time.